You're listening to listening to QSJ Radio. Hashtag us at QSJ Radio. Trail we 
new, the new, WQSJ, WQSJ Radio, home to the underground artists. An incredible introduction to today's show brought to you by Bird Dog Whiskey. Today's show is also dedicated to the armed forces as we're going into our uh, Memorial Weekend. Um, big shout out to everybody listening in. We have an exclusive uh, interview going down today. Um, a little introduction about who's our artist tonight. Um, Xander Demus is uh, one of today's premier shred metal guitarist. He's based out of Pittsburgh, PA. He currently fronts his own band XDB and performed as a member of a national tribute act, the James Rivera Sabbath Judas Sabbath. As well as playing in Rivera's solo band, uh, Xander uh, performs in excess of 100 times a year and is an active recording collaborationist with artists all over the world. Xander plays guitars from Subar, McKnight, and Coughlin, um, with whom he has endorsed deals. His endorsement from these guitar companies is a testament to his impressive skills and his deep commitment to playing the best guitars in the world. Now, <clears throat> we usually have artists that are on the show and we they're known for their vocals or they're known for their putting incredible music together. As a guitarist, his, uh, his band, his solo sometimes and, and, and things like that. And, and we'll get into a whole bunch of... Uh, uh, you know what goes on in that genre. Now Xander's style ranges from the beautiful mel melodic to the jaw-dropping insane. His playing, in I just tell you right now, he's been playing for a while. Uh, he got a debut CD. We just heard a song right now, "Under a Darkness," and that song went hard. If you guys don't listen to music like that, uh. I'm sure that you guys have been exposed to something or to some of that genre because what it is is that the uh, metal has always been around and it's been around for uh, an, an, an incredible amount of time and here Xander is just all over the place with this stuff, all right? And, uh, you know, we got him on the line right now, but just to let you guys know, is is a hundred times a year is is crazy. I'm I'm getting them on here. Xander Demos, how you doing, man? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm out here. I'm just I'm just telling the people about yourself and uh, you know uh, I know stuff uh, about you. I think I've seen you perform about a few times um, because you're always all over the place, <laughs> and that's just crazy. Um, Oh, cool! Thank you. And, and and you know, just tell a little bit about yourself. You know, what what made you want to pick up the guitar? Um, that's a great question. Um, actually, I, I have to say that the really true but lame answer is um, just watching music videos on MTV a hundred years ago. You know, <laughs> and then that's really what did it. You know, it, it it for those who don't know, man, when MTV was a music channel, um. And and not to hate on them or nothing, because you know you have to progress and, and and things like that. But it used to be so rock based. It used to be so 
um, you know, it, it, genres all over the place. For you to go ahead and, and, and take this and take this to a whole new level for yourself, you're, you're playing with artists all over the place, you're, you're, your collaborations, you're winning awards, an incredible, what, two, three years going strong right now, debut album, mm -hmm. um, giving back to the ASPCA, I mean, there's so much things going on, how do you, how do you keep track of so much, so much? Well, I don't know. I, mean, I guess good time management, <laughs> but it's not easy. Um, you know, I have a good manager, and um, I also, you know, I try to keep things balanced with my uh, with my work life, you know, as well. So I don't like uh, I don't overextend myself. So, the, you know, the, much. so you have a regular life other than hitting the stage. Yes, I do. Yeah. So does that like the. Sometimes do you hate being at your job because you want to be on stage, or is it, or is it, you know, does at one time did the job fund your stage? Well, yeah, it, it, it kind of goes like that. I mean, it, it's um, I, I don't really have, have a problem with, uh, um, you know, with, with with my job because I love what I do, and not only that, um, I also you know I got opportunity to work from home. I get to travel to you know fun places and stuff like that. So. Um, definitely not an issue, you know, as far as, as far as I'm concerned, you know, so I'm very lucky with that, where, where that is. In 2012, you were named Guitar Shops TV's New Artist Showcase winner. How did it, how did you get to that Guitar Shop TV, um, you know, how did, how did, how did that award come about? You know, honestly, I don't remember a lot about that award. Um, it was a while ago. And of all the times that, 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 of all the things that happened, I just remember, I think it was voted on by, okay. um, uh, by some people. And they just said, Hey, here's this new guy. And, you know, I, I you know, I was very lucky to be, you know, to have some support there. And, uh, I, I really, I honestly don't remember that one that much. In, uh, last year you, um, were nominated for three awards at the International Music and Entertainment Association. That is kind of like huge for a guitarist. Um, it, was it when you went in there? Was it with the band or was it solo? Um, well, it was. I guess it, it would be considered. Um, it would have been considered solo uh, because I mean I've been a solo artist. I have. I mean the band that I was in was like my solo band. So okay, you know what I mean. So you kind of had to figure it that way. I mean that, that's. Uh, so it was, yeah, it was just as a guitar player, which is, you know, more challenging than, you know, and some of the, um, you know, some of the other awards and or some of the other ways that you can get into, um, uh, you know, get nominated for certain yeah. things, okay. you know. So Xanet was was metal always the the way to go for you, or did you John you off, and how did that go? Um, I have to say it was always metal. I mean, there's, there's no doubt that it was, um, uh, I mean, I've, I've been a metal, you know, a metal guitar player for uh, a lot, a lot of years. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I started, but when, you know, keep in mind that it wasn't just like metal per se, it was, um, hard rock, just, you know, regular arena rock kind of stuff as well. It wasn't just, you know, one or the other. Um, I, I wasn't, you know, I knew, I grew up with people that were like strictly just metalheads and any other kind of, 
you know, form of rock and roll was really like they just they didn't like it, you know, and I definitely wasn't like that. So, you know, um, in other genres of music, there's always something that kind of like messes it up. I remember back in the 90s, Metallica kind of got soft and uh, things like that. They called it alternative. And now that was something to follow. Then there was also um, ska that kind of like was like a, a funny way of rock. And of course, soft rock and things like that. There's so many genres to this rock thing. Did you? Was mm-hmm. there anything that you ever were like, you know what, that should have never been classified as rock? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would say that there, there is probably a good, um, like a healthy dose of that. Um, I, I don't mind though. I, I think that the, you know some people they are, you know, like the people that are like the diehard rock fans and the ones that are you know the true blood you know rock and roll fans. They, they they know what they want. They know what they want to stick to. I think that these other genres exist, you know, really to to you know to sell a product, not yeah. so much you know because somebody has said, "Oh my God, they're so awesome." You know, I truly believe that you know something has come along where they just they're trying to push a product out the door, and that's I mean that's okay. Um, you know, that does make it hard for some, uh, for I guess you could say for many you know working bands that were out there and. Um, you know, one day they were booking gigs all over the place, and the next they're not uh, because of it. But I mean, I do, I do believe that. Um, I, th- I think things come back around, and I mean, if you've noticed, like the '80s stuff kind of surges back around yeah. here and there, and yeah. Yeah, it's it's a cool thing. And uh, you know, uh, for those who just tuned in, we're tuning to QSJRadio.com. We have Xander Demos, uh, one of Pittsburgh's uh, greatest from what I'm hearing, okay, from what people are always telling me, uh, uh, based out of Pittsburgh, you know, traveling all over the world, well, how far has um, Xander gone? Oh, I mean, I honestly, not really much further out than out of the United, or the, oh, the United okay. States. Um, <laughs> haven't really gotten to do like the overseas thing yet, and that was really mainly because of the fact that I could not get the band or get a band together to do that um through no fault of anybody really it's just the kind of thing that um you know some people just were not uh they weren't willing to make you know to do any kind of traveling or things like that you know because it is a pack up and leave type thing like and of course expensive you don't really want to spend three thousand dollars for a gig that probably won't pay you back or something but you know it's it's one of those things um, Xander Demos, the, the the crazy thing is, it's like I'm sitting here, I'm watching a whole bunch of uh, video, um, and you you went ahead and 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 you you got this uh, national tribute act, James Rivera Sabbath, Judas Sabbath. Um, how, what came about, and what made you want to um, go ahead and uh, be a part of that? There was a friend of mine, um, and then Bill Staley, who plays in a uh, a uh, band called Artisan, and um, he uh, he knew James from uh, in Houston uh, many many years ago. So about three years ago, uh, he approached me and said, "Hey, listen, we need two guitar players for this thing. Are you interested in joining?" And um, yeah, I had I had to jump on it. I mean, I thought it was uh, I thought it would be a really cool thing, and it was. I mean, it was definitely like a, a really good experience. We got out there, we played some out of state shows, and we had a good time. But it was pretty much based out of 
I'm out of Pittsburgh for the most part. Xander, as a guitarist, do you find yourself monitoring or watching other guitarists to see if uh, they're really playing? Because <laughs> sometimes, you know, it, it, with some bands, they'll, they won't really be playing. They'll be, you know, quote-unquote lip-syncing, but with music in the background. Do you find yourself monitoring that stuff and, and, and judging other guitarists? Because guitarists is kind of like a lead vocalist for, like, everything. Yeah, they are. I mean, I, I, you know, I've never, I've never noticed a problem with that. I've never seen anybody that was doing something, you know, really crazy. I mean, I think some people have talked about the uh, guitar players from Dragon Force, you know, not being able to do <laughs> a lot of the stuff that they do live. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if there's any truth to that at all. It's a good question, though. <laughs> so I've never, I've never, I've never actually noticed it. Big um big names to small names um you know just what what were some of your influences um to keep going with the guitar? Um, I mean I would probably say that you know uh, you know started out with uh, Neil Sean from Journey and Tom Schultz from Boston, Eddie Van Halen, um, and you know eventually came to uh, to the likes of like Ingrid Malmsteen. Um, Steve I that was like the early stuff like probably like the first you know 10 years of me playing you know then I, I think I got into the players like Jason Becker and uh, Paul Gilbert Tony McAlpine um, you know players from the shrapnel area or sh shrapnel era and then you know in the 90s you know guitar playing slowed down a little bit which was you know understandable but at the same time it was really cool because um, what I noticed was uh I think what I noticed very heavily was the fact that guitar players um, started to, you know, get into fusion more and yeah. try to expand, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of what could be done uh, on the instrument, not so much, you know, just by, um, I guess you could say, like, loud metallic type of yeah. um, back, you know, backing, you know, backing, uh, um, backing tracks or whatever you want to call it, but they, you know, they got into more of a fusion thing, and they, you know, there's people that were playing, like, anyway, but they were playing over, like, a much lighter, um, you know, type of background and stuff like that. So, like, that kind of stuff was interesting to watch that, to watch that evolve. And, I mean, it's still evolving. It's really cool. I mean, now there's some people, like, if you see the guitar player, like, Andy Wood is a phenomenal player, can play, you know, country, and he can play rock and metal and stuff like that. I mean, with the best of them. And uh, he's very versatile, and he's out there, you know, in demand. You know, he's a session guy, and he's doing great for himself. You know, because he has that versatility. So I think that's the thing that, you know, versatility is the key right now. It's not so much, you know, one genre. It has to be multiple, you know. You got to be able to produce a hip-hop album. <laughs> so, right. XanderDemos.com, for those who don't know, uh, we're on the air right now with uh, Xander Demos. Um, that's X-A-N-D-E-R-D-E-M-O-S.com. You can find him on Facebook at Xander Demos Music. Um, he has a he got he got a thousand uh, he got a lot of fans. Okay, <laughs> and uh, Twitter at uh, Xander Demos, and of course YouTube because uh, rockers like to document everything. If you didn't know, so um, you know, out of everything, you know, you seen you seen this internet thing kind of like be. Uh, a way of life 
um, seeing different, you know, social media to, um, you know, you could basically make your own documentary online. Um, has the internet helped you with music or is it just somewhere you're documenting it? Um, I mean, well, then, first of all, the internet makes basically helped me, uh, helps make a living, <laughs> number one. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, but the other part of that, I guess, you know, it's fair to say, um, you know, that, uh, it's, it's, it, it musically, it, it allows people to reach channels that they probably couldn't have, ever, couldn't have reached before. I mean, you know, it's like if you want to, Back in the '80s, if you wanted to bang on some record producer's door, you had, you had to do it, and a lot of times it would just usher you out the, out the other door. Yeah. Nowadays, it's like, well, I don't need you know this person; I'm going to do it myself. And and oh, you don't know how to do your own production? Well, you can look that kind of stuff up. You can, you know, the, the wealth of information that's out there for people to become, you know, uh, a, an expert videographer or you know something like that. I mean, that's all really cool stuff, you know. And I, I you know. I, I'm thankful for that flexibility. And, and, and it's cool. I know you've been playing for a while, but in 2012 is when you de de released your debut solo CD, Guitar Sadia. It's Guitar Sadia? It's Guitar Cadia. It's so, Guitar Cadia. If yeah. I'm crazy, like Cadia usually has <laughs> some nastiness to it. But uh, Guitar Cadia, uh, mixed by CJ Snare of Firehouse. This that I mean that, mm -hmm. how how like that how long did it take to do that and uh, it's very successful uh, CD um, but you know just how long did it take? Um, the CD overall just because again of like the backing band situation it, it took a while. Um, there mm -hmm. was a, I had kind of a one-two punch you know going at me though at the time. Like I had an issue of. Um, uh, you know, I think it, it, let's just say it probably took I want to say ten months, wow. and the reason it took so long was because there was times you know I could get my drummer and bass player you know together to learn a couple songs here and there, and then you know we would go out and we'd try to do some stuff live you know so we were concentrating on tightening up the live show, but then at the same time we said okay look I got to get the studio stuff done so and, you know it's not always easy because you know when you're managing you know some other people sometimes they just don't want to be managed. They don't want to be, you know, told what to do. I'm like, okay, well, um, and I'm not saying that these guys were like that. What I'm saying is, it was very hard to at least, at the very least, you know, get get some people together um, at a certain time to learn things. And luckily, there were some songs that you know we were able to um, almost, you know, paste together without, you know, having to be in the same room, which I thought was kind of cool. But then, you know, CJ, who I've met in person, I mean, he what he did was he just. Uh, uh, he took he took the tracks and um, mixed them and sent them back to me and that was it. Um, it was a uh, yeah I would you know I would approve the mixes yeah, I would send them back if I needed to send them back and after that you know um, once they were once the whole thing was done he had all ten tracks there he mastered it and called it a day. <laughs> Call it <laughs> a like, day. You know, production for the production for the modern age. And you know it's crazy because uh, yes yeah, like how you can take the whole uh, I could take a whole album and send it to somebody via email or something, but uh, when when you talk about uh, uh, even though it took ten months, yeah, 2012 named one of the best albums by Hair Metal Mansion. 
um big big uh stamp right there for your first uh debut solo cd guitar Acadia. for those who didn't hear earlier now when I when I hear you talk about how it took ten months and there is not not like you had a, uh, things going on with you, it was a lot of people going on with them. It's I know as a guitarist, a musician, and anything you find yourself in a band and just somebody's always messing it up. So not messing it up, but you know causing causing the bad vibe. So when you start seeing these bands in real life start breaking up and this this and that blah blah, you know, is 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 that realistic that some people just can't deal with the pressure? Sure. Yeah. Is it is it I mean that, I mean that happens. Some people can't can they can't deal with, you know, being in a band, they can't deal with being responsible and I mean, it's, you know, it's not, it doesn't make them bad people. It just makes them, you know, not the most appealing person to, you know, to want to be in a project with, you know? And it's so crazy, because I know you're probably inside, like, you're so damn talented. Why don't you just, you know, it's just, the I, you know what I mean? Like, those mentalities where it's just like, oh, I wish we were on the same page, you know? We'd be rich by now. Right. What the, you know, whatever. I've, yeah, I, I've done that. <laughs> I've definitely done that. So, you know, being a metal uh, guitarist and, and, and seeing how, and, and we talked about it earlier, but metal is coming back hard, fast, okay, and but it's been pushed to the back of the underground. Um, now, is that has that been a little hard or is that expected? Well, it's always been hard. I mean, it's, I mean, and, and I mean, just you know, just exactly how bad can that you can that be? I mean, you know, we we've had we've had the you know the, the great you know bands like you know Metallica or Iron Maiden or Priest or a lot of these classic bands, you know, mm-hmm. have been out there and they've done you know they, they've done wonderful things, right? Mm-hmm. And they've they've solidified their space in music history, but I mean, can you know? So if they, if they play in arena, then yeah, there's going to be these hardcore fans that are going to go there and and you know follow them. And and it goes you know into two two directions here. One direction is you know is the next Iron Maiden out there? You know, mm-hmm. are they out there? Number one. Number two. Do you really want to see that stuff kind of foist you know to the front of pop culture? You know, to be like Lady Gaga or, you know, some other, the Justin Bieber or something like that. I yeah. mean, not that they don't have their own talent, but I don't, I also don't want to see this stuff all the time because then it's overload. You know, yes. I, I like being mm-hmm. able to, you know, can't not stand Justin Bieber. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I like that because, because he's everywhere. So I just like, you know, I just changed the channel, so to speak. Yeah. Understood. You know, I, I wouldn't want that to, ha- to happen in metal. So I, it can stay in the underground all day long, and I'm fine. I mean, those guys aren't hurting for anything. I mean, they're, they're still making a living off of it. You know, and I'm fortunate enough to get out there and play, too, you know, when I want. So I can't complain. I noticed that guitarists, and especially you, um, really are kind of like out there with what you're playing. Does it really matter to a guitarist of what kind of brand they're playing? Brand of guitars, yeah, absolutely. It doesn't matter. And it, I see you here. You got so you're with Sower McNaught and Conklin, and you got endorsement deals with these guys. How did mm-hmm. that happen? I'm like, yo, can I, can I, can I? Ah, oh, well, 
Nah, I can't really. I don't know. Talking to a mic. I don't know. But anyways, <laughs> playing playing the guitars and getting these endorsements with these top um um guitar companies. How how like did that come about? Was it honored? Was it a business deal? Um, it was basically uh, talking to a few people here and there, and you know being being recommended by a couple of people as well. Um, some of the some of the more fortunate things that have happened was, you know, due to attending the NAMM show out in L.A., for example. Okay. And you know, playing in a booth, and somebody comes along and says, you know, hey, you know, who do you play with, um, professionally, or, or what kind of guitars, you know, I see you're playing this guitar. Hey, can we show you one of ours? And then that's how that's how the deal happened with Sir Guitars, based out of um, uh, Southern California. And uh, you know, the endorsement deal with David McNaught. As it turned out, he was a um, uh, builder. For, he was like sort of like a shadow builder for somebody else, and he started his own company. And, uh, and uh, you know, he he made such high quality guitars that one of the things that he did was um, uh, he started to branch out on his own. And then you know, he's he's remember that he was like a one man or two man shop. And then what ended up happening was, um, you know, those guys have more of a personal touch, and you know, him and, like between him and I, our personalities clicked. And uh, I thought he made a fantastic guitar, and he liked my playing. So he just said, "Hey, listen, I, you know, I'd like to make you an artist, but at the same time, I'd like to, you know, make your own, your own guitar. Like I want to make your own signature guitar." So wow. we started banging out some ideas, and uh, and that's how we got to it. So, it's, I mean, it's a it's a wonderful guitar. I mean, he's he really is uh, one of the most talented builders out there. I, I can't even build the sandcastle, but okay. <laughs> Shout out to the guitar guys out there. Um, making a, a bunch of things. Now, um, I'm going to go ahead and put you on hold. I, I, I need the people to hear you rock out, of course. Dancing Through the Daggers. What's what's the history behind this song? That song was just, it just simply made. It was a uh, about a relationship kind of gone awry. You know, like when you're you're dancing through dancing through daggers when you're just just in a very tough in a tough relationship. Was it personal to you? Uh, it was personal, yeah, at the time. Is it is is that also something that you put into your your songs? Is it personal um, life? Yeah, sometimes I do. You know, sometimes it's sometimes it's just a mood. You know, okay. other times it it, it it definitely is a. Um, it's definitely something that, you know, it could be something that happened. But as an instrumental guitar player, it, it does deal a lot more with moods as opposed to you sitting there, you know, dealing or dealing with, um, you know, just strictly, uh, you know, trying to write lyrics. You know, I have to write melodies that can, can convey that. You know, it's, it's at that point, you can just say, well, it's just all about art. <laughs> you know. 2003's Iron City Rocks Pittsburgh Music Awards Guitarist of the Year. Xander Demos. This one is called Dancing Through the Daggers here on QSJRadio.com. <laughs>
tuned in with Traffic Light. Ladies, ladies, he's mine. Give, give, give it, it to me, traffic. traffic. That was Dancing Through Daggers, Xander Demos. If you guys want to follow him on Twitter, Xander Demos, that's X-A-N-D-E-R-D-E-M-O-S. Follow him on that Twitter. His tweets and everything is going to be coming from all over the place. Um, and of course, you know, uh, self-titles. What do you think? Stuff like that. He really reaches out. 160 thousand followers um you're only following 19 of them you know uh you don't follow me but it's okay you know <laughs> but uh uh <laughs> no really it's okay um but uh you know there's a lot of more things to being a musician of course being human having your own stuff going on um from problems to accomplishments um of course some people like to throw their accomplishments and their sufferings into music and know more about that artist through that. Um, but as a human, you, you, you're you an avid animal lover. You, it, it's, it's, you, you probably got like 16,000 cats, um, or dogs <laughs> or whatever. You know, just, just tell us a little bit about this animal lover side of you. Uh, I, you know, I would say that, you know, it's, uh, I, I do have, we, uh, between my girlfriend and I, we do have quite a few animals in our, uh, in our zoo. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's just, I think we're going to be done here after, uh, <laughs> after these, these guys all go because we're trying to like, uh, simplify our lives a little bit. <laughs> so, oh, I mean, <laughs> you got quite a few. I mean, if you're trying to give some away, I'll drive up there. Okay, I gotta look. I, I'm looking for another lopso opso. I gotta do it. You know, female. Right. So right. you know, if you got one, let me know. But as, <laughs> but uh, you know, when you get back to the ASPCA, uh, excuse me, ASPCA, uh, how mm -hmm. how do how do you do, donating a portion of his album sales goes to them? Why ASPCA? Well, I mean, I'm just I'm a firm believer in the um in, in the prevent you know just basically in the prevention of uh, cruelty to animals. I mean, I just, I do I, I believe that they um uh, I believe in what they uh, what they represent. I also not just you know to their cause, but I also to animal shelters, to no kill no kill shelters and stuff like that. Um, it's just one of those things that I just feel uh, I'm just very strong about. You know, I, I usually would prefer to handle an animal abuser by myself, but you know. <laughs> um, Wouldn't everybody? Yeah. Big shout out to everybody listening in. I got Xander Demos with me here live out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, I'm hearing this song, Dancing Through Daggers, and I'm hearing all this shredding. Is that you going on crazy? Is that you? Um, yeah, but, well, be me on guitar, and then with the, my keyboard player, Adam see. Oh um, man, too. I'm sitting in there like, wow! I can't even play Twinkle Star on this on the strings, but uh, you know, <laughs> I know that you're going in years. You talk about years and 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 you know, picking up since MTV till now. Um, another project is is going um on, but you know what what were some of those crazy moments where you were like wow i'm really doing this i'm really here with this this uh artist i'm really working with this person what were some of those moments um 
I mean, I think that, you know, sometimes there were, like, you know, the moments I did live um, with some people, so they were kind of caught up in the moment. Um, but uh, right now is kind of an exciting time because I am going to be doing a track with Robert Sweet from Striker. Wow. Um, and I'm, I've, I have some guest vocalists that are appearing on my uh, my EP that's coming up. And, uh, um, but as far as, you know, like any other collaborations, I mean, I had a really good time with, uh, the Liberty and Justice, um, tracks that I did, just, you know, like adding a guitar solo, uh, to a song that they had on there. And it got some pretty decent recognition, too, because it was just, you know, different than the type of guitar players that were on there. There's a lot of guitar players from, like, the classic, you know, hair metal days. Um, and, uh, and then there was me, who basically comes from, like, you know, more of a, uh, um, more of a modern, uh, era. And you can kind of hear that in my in my playing, and it was fun. You know, it was fun to hear that. It was fun to you know be on a CD with you know a guy like George Lynch from Dokken, you know, and he yeah. sounds like George Lynch. And the cool thing is, is you know, for, for myself, I like to sound like myself. <laughs> so, um, That's so I had the opportunity to do that. So that was great. It, it it's so crazy. Uh, the so when you're talking about um. The Liberty and Justice, the long-awaited Cigar Chronicles. Is that what we're talking about? The Cigar Chronicles. Yeah. Man, yeah. that's 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 crazy. Big shout out to that. Um, included in a guitar feast, with you know that that's international guitarists. You know, guitar feast is is is, is nuts. Like, how was that? Which one? Guitar feast. Well, anyways, and um, I, I, and I know I know you didn't get get in there. You you had Jerry Dixon. He was a, he was included in the guitar feast. You, you you played with a whole bunch of these people. I mean, I, you know, as lead guitarist in in your group now, what are some of the moves that Xander Demos wants to do now? What what are some of those goals? Well, one of the goals I want to do is I want to get my, um, I definitely want to get this, this new CD done. I want to get the, the track down with Robert Sweet from Striper. I want to, you know, I want to get out there. But I think that one of the things I would love to do is I'd like to be just, you know, kind of like a, a higher gun for right now. You know, I'd like to be able to get out and, you know, tour with somebody. And uh, um, I think it would be awesome, you know, to get, to, to have some, uh, you know, because I work from home, so I have a lot of freedom, you know, and it would be really cool to get out there and, um, and, you know, and play with some people, you know, and, get, and just kind of move my career to that next that next level. You know, that's a goal right there. Xander plays V-Pix, the Fractual Audio, Axe FX Ultras, as well as Hughes. The, uh, Ke- the amps are from Kettner, Matrix Hughes amps. Hughes Kettner, yeah. It, it's, you know, you got a whole bunch of these people that are just, you know... You endorsed exclusively. You exclusively use Floyd upgrades. I mean, are you only playing the guitar? Cause yeah, I, can, that's it. I mean, I just play guitar. This is all guitar stuff, people. I'm trying to tell you something. I only know what the chords are supposed to connect to. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know, what this uh, Gangstar Apparel, Rock and Roll Grant Gangstar Apparel, you endorsed with them too. Um. You got a whole bunch of things going on here. What is what is the next level? Um, 
don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, you got so many things going on here. Wars, this, blah, blah. Is there any shows coming up right now that we should, uh, you know, maybe purchase some tickets or take the drive? To I, I don't. Actually, this this year, I'm, I'm only going to be doing some recording this year. Wow. He's this dedicated. is kind of a transitional year. He said, yeah, we're not. Yeah, he said, I'm not doing 100 this year. I'm not. <laughs> what was that like doing a hundred or over a hundred shows a year? What was that like? Was that tiring? It was pretty rough sometimes. I mean, especially when I was working out of town and things like that. I mean, it's just um, you know, this year uh, I'm concentrating. I have you know, I have a few other goals. Like I said, it was a lot more recording stuff. You know, getting things done that I probably couldn't have done. You know, that way, um, or you know, like with the kind of schedule I had. Um, so right now, it's it is a little bit easier. You know, to do a lot of the stuff. Now I know that you got um, fans, loyal fans, and you're you're continuing with uh, the growing stage of that. But the, you know, do you feel like you can do that? You can step out of the 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 scene for a while and record, and then come back to where you left off. Or do you think? You yeah, have... I, I think so. I mean, I, th- I think a lot of people do that. I know, I know that, and I know that Third Eye Blind. That's like my favorite band. Um, they just came back out of tour, and I know they're not metal. You know, it's all right. They're depressing. I was into the Counting Crows. All right, you know, I was crying a lot. We can get over it, but uh, you know, just uh, I know, I know that when when people are like huge, they do that stuff. Is it hard when, when I mean, you're there, you got all this stuff working out for you. Um, do do you want to hit the stage? Yeah, I mean, I, I would pretty much, I mean, I'd like to be able to, you know, get out there and, you know, get on stage again. That would be awesome, you know. But just not um, just not planning that right now. I really need to I'm not, get Yeah, I, I, I definitely, I can't plan it right now. That's great. It's I impossible. Mean, I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a transitional year, as he said. Um, we got Xander Demos, like, it, it when... When when you had management, has you always had management, or is this a, a a time around now that you have a serious manager? Um, not only that, like, what what was it, what was the time when you really took the music scene serious? Well, I think I've always taken it serious. Um, you know, I think I took it a little bit more serious though when I when I was fronting an original band that I was completely responsible for. You know, so like four, like almost four years ago, I start, I, I started to, uh, um, to really pay a lot more attention to things, you know, like that. And believe me when I tell you, I really wanted to, uh, um, I mean, I really, I really wanted that to work out, uh, better, you know, but it just, it really, it's just not that easy. I mean, there's, you just don't really have like a lot of, um, a lot of people supporting, you know, original stuff here and there. Um, you know, I had a cover band at the same time, you know, and a cover band got a lot of love, but, you know, it was just one of those things where it's like, uh, you know, I really, I really want this to be the kind of thing where, um, you know, the, the original, you know, the original stuff has the same cachet and people are like, yeah, this is, uh, this is awesome. You know, we, we want to hear the original, you know, I mean, some people want to hear originals over, you know, to no end and some people just don't care, you know, and unfortunately there's more people that don't care. They want to. They want to relive their, you know, their, their youth. So they want to live their, uh, the covers and you know, they just, they want, they're, they're more comfortable with things that they're familiar with, you know, and the uncharted yeah, territory is somebody there's doing. No, uh, there's no, there's no growth. 
right? There's no right. growth, and it yeah. stays there. And this gets right. annoying because it's like I'm trying to um, do something here, and mm-hmm. you're you're trying to sound like whatever. You know, a Dancing Through Daggers had kind of like a throwback kind of feel to it. Um, do you take some of your music from that time and bring it back, or is it something that has never changed? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it is one of those things where, you know, where, um, uh, the, you know, it has like a classic Queens, right? Good type of sound. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, very cool. I mean, it's, it's, but it still has a little bit of a modern twist. You know, I mean, I think that's what we always tried to, what me personally, what I've always tried to sell my music on, or, you know, in, in that, in that, in that style, I should say. For those who just tuned in, we have Xander Demos here. And Xander Demos, well, what I've noticed is that there's always something different about how you're approaching this uh, scene. So you're 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 with a, a a nationally known band. You got your own band. You're endorsed heavily by a whole bunch of these uh, incredible uh, instrument providers. Of course, you got the the rock and roll gangstar apparel. And then on your YouTube, you're talking back to the fans about different things. What's your approach with this YouTube page? Well, YouTube is the uh, it's definitely the window to your, um, uh, I guess to your to your. I believe describe this here. It's it, it, YouTube will give you everything that you need to become uh, as big or as small as you want to become. Um, it's. Uh, you know, the thing is, is you have to make sure that whatever you're doing has got to go viral, you know. Yes. You can put up all the videos in the world and you, there's something that has to click where all these people just say, hey, you have to check this out. You have to, you know, you have to check this this guitar player out. You have to check out this drummer. You have to, you know, check out this or whatever. Um, you know, but, but uh, so it's, but the cool thing is, is you have the power to leverage that. That's, that's the greatest part about it. For those who just tuned in, Again, we have Xander Demos. Am I saying your name right? Right, I'm saying it right. I hope so. No, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been saying. You could have corrected me like years ago. Is it? A, no, it, it, it's actually Demos. It, it, it's it's kind Demus? of um, uh, yeah, Demos. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it, and that's okay because it happens a lot with people. I mean, they, they just they, they just don't know. You know, it's crazy. It's, it's gonna pronounce it the way it looks. I'm getting the pronunciation. And I'm still saying it wrong. Like, um, people, your people have say it pronounced Demus, right? And I'm like, I'm like reading it over. You know, I could have said Demus or Demons or something. But anyways, yeah, to write the other time, man. Xana yeah. Demus, right? Demus. No, no. Demus. Demus. Think, think, think of it. Think of the O as an I. Demus. Okay. Xander Demas out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He also got his SoundCloud that you can check that stuff out. Um, previews and stuff from the years. Uh, Xander Demas. That's X-A-N-D-E-R-D-E-M-O-S. Um, a lot of stuff has gone viral for you. It's YouTube. Um, over half a million views total. Um... The SoundCloud has uh, a following. Um, 
the website is just, the website looks so classic. I'm telling you, it's so classic. Cause I looked at the, I was like, oh man, I'm, you know, it's so classic. You gotta have everything in there. Cannot miss an opportunity to have something else in there. And of course, the Twitter. If you guys want to hit him up on that Twitter, Xander Demos. De- I still said it wrong. X X A N D E R D E M O S. And of course, on Facebook. Which I think you're mostly on Facebook. Am I assuming wrong? Yes. Yeah. yeah so you are mostly on Facebook. Okay. Big shout out to everybody listening. In. Thank you for coming on the air with us. Xander, it was an incredible talk. Oh, definitely. Thank you for having me. Hey, you're welcome. Is anything that, you know, with, with the new CD, is there is there... Anything like in a release or a self-title or anything? Is this going to be your second solo album? It's basically what it is. It's going to be something a little bit different. Um, it's uh, I'm only I'm only putting out a couple of new instrumental tracks, and I'm putting out like two new vocal songs, and I'm also putting out a couple of cover songs as well. But it's gonna, it's not going to have as much material as Guitarcadia. Um, so it, but you know, and the reason being is just because there's just you know there's just not the time you know this year uh, to do that. And then the other, uh, you know, it, it does have a title. It's called Runways and Waterways, and um, and it's basically just a uh, uh, you know just a play on you know air air and sea. <laughs> I mean, it's just really uh, two things I really love. I love flying and I love you know being out on the water and stuff. So it's like. Um, it's that's kind of like what it alludes to, but the um, the content of it, like I said, is there's like six tunes. There may be a seventh. I mean, I may, even though Dancing Through Daggers was released as a digital, you know, track only, I may put it on there, you know, because there are some people that do like, um, you know, hard copies of stuff, and it'd be nice yeah. to actually have, you know, everything, you know, in one place. So uh, that's that's up for debate still. And for those who are can't wait for the music, you can go to. Xander Demo Demis Demis, okay X A N D E R D E M O S dot bigcartel dot com, and you can see um, Guitarcadia available uh, for download, and uh, you know just wait for the opportunity. Follow him; he'll be there. He'll make sure that uh, his his uh, fans will get the first link to the new cd hopefully dropping sometime in the near future um mm-hmm. okay that's Pro- great. probably probably in the summer oh I'm man i'm done with a lot of stuff yeah. i'm gonna be watching yep. out for that i'm gonna be definitely watching out thanks again for coming on xander thank you you're welcome man all right have a good night you too have a great weekend Big shout out to everybody listening and tuning in to QSJRadio.com. Xander Demas. I said it right as soon as he left. Um, here is the first song that we played for those who don't know. This one is Under a Darkness. Only on QSJRadio.com. <laughs> Trail we blaze through me 